Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. How are you today? I hope you're doing very well. I thank you for your audience. I thank you for your time. I thank you for just being here. And if you're just tuning in for maybe the first time, I want to say welcome to you, especially. You know, retirement is one of these things that we all want to do and we want to do it successfully. And I think one of the premier things of doing anything successfully, whether it's baking in the kitchen or it's working on a car and fixing something or it's problem solving or it's retirement. It's all about being educated and as educated as possible so that we do it right and we do it right the first time. I want to remind all of you that today's episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store. If you don't know what the Retirement Income Store is, I encourage you to look it up. It's very simple, theretirementincomestore.com where there is a broad array of information that is very easy to understand. It's written in plain English, and it's going to be a good, valuable resource for you. As you prepare for retirement, or maybe you just made it to retirement, and you're just wondering about how you're going to create the income that you need, how you're going to be able to keep your money safe, how you're going to be able to accomplish all of the outcomes that you want to in retirement. Income is going to be your number one priority. And as with most things, there is a right way to create income and there's a wrong way to create income. And so we aspire to help as many individuals as we can do it the right way. So if you haven't taken the time, write it down, go visit the website. I know that you'll be encouraged. I know you'll learn a lot and it will be some valuable time spent learning and just educating yourself on retirement income. Well, this question, this episode is really based upon a question that was submitted to me through my website. If you've never been to my website, I encourage you to go to johnsonwim.com. You can also find the radio show podcast channel, which is capitalizelife.com. And you can submit questions through either one of those websites. And this question is from Benjamin. 
So Benjamin asks, Matthew, we're coming to the end of the year. Is there anything kind of year-end that I should be doing preparing myself for 2022? Well, Benjamin, I thank you for the question. It's a very open-ended question, and it's definitely more question than I could probably answer in a 30-minute time frame. But we're going to give it kind of some prioritization because I don't know anything about you, Benjamin, as far as your age, what kind of circumstance you've got, if you're still working, if you're retired. I wanted to be able to answer this kind of for a broad array of different individuals. And you listening could very much benefit from maybe one of these things, maybe all of these things. So I encourage you to take notes. So the first thing is, is that as we progress through life, we know that things change, dynamics change. Some people go through the loss of a loved one. Some people see their children married. Some people end up getting a divorce. Some people end up getting married. And one of the simplest and easiest things that I think we should do at least once uh, a year, maybe once every two years, if we know that we don't have a lot of transition within our family dynamics and our relationships, is we need to check on beneficiaries. You know, beneficiaries, I think, are one of the easiest ways that we can perform some estate planning. But at the same time, they're also probably one of the most overlooked. And the thing is, is that when it comes to beneficiary designations, this is what gives us the control and the authority and the power to be able to make certain that our dollars go where we want our dollars to go. And there's accounts out there that we don't even realize sometimes can have beneficiary designations. And if we don't know that, then we're likely not taking advantage of it. So when I think of the normal person that I come in contact with every single day, when I mention beneficiaries, I think one of the very first types of accounts that comes to a person's mind is life insurance. And of course, life insurance is something that we are purchasing so as to cover our life, to insure our life so that when we pass away, then money then is going to transfer tax-free to another person or to other people. However, if you're like me, you may have more than one life insurance policy. So I think it's very important that we take good records and we keep good records and we know exactly what kind of life insurance we have. Is it term insurance? Is it permanent insurance? We know exactly what kind of policy it is. Is it a universal life? Is it a variable life insurance policy? Is it a whole life? Making certain we know the death benefits, making certain we know the cash values, making certain that we know who the beneficiaries are. And here's the thing. As life has changed and evolved for ourselves, it's also changed and evolved for the life insurance industry. And many of the life insurance companies that we might have had in our life, say 30, 40, 50 years ago, may be different names today. In other words, companies will merge with other companies. And so I think it's very important, even if we've got life insurance policies that we haven't thought of for you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, we need to dig those policies out. We need to be able to call into the company, figure out who actually owns that block of business, that policy now, figure out how we're going to get that policy serviced if we were to die, and most importantly, figure out how the health of the contract is and who our beneficiaries are. This is something that's very, very helpful. And you can even contact if you've got a company that you just you know the policies in force, you know you're still paying premiums, but you can't figure out where or who owns this policy. 
you can actually contact the insurance commissioner of the state of Iowa, and they will be able to assist you to figure out what company your life insurance company is actually now today. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Reach out at 866-290-3837. So life insurance. Retirement accounts is another big one. Now, retirement accounts come in many different forms. We've got our employer retirement accounts. That could be 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans. Those are retirement accounts that we've contributed to throughout our working life, and we contributed to them, and maybe we got a match. But here's the thing. I see all too often 401ks or just employer retirement programs in general where the employee has no clue who their beneficiaries are. You need to go to your HR department. You need to figure out who they have for beneficiaries on file for those different type of retirement accounts. And you might find that you don't even have a beneficiary listed. If you don't, you need to remedy that right away. You need to get a beneficiary change form and you need to update your beneficiary listing on that account. Now, here's where the rub can also occur. What if you changed jobs and you had a 401k from a previous employer? You never did bother rolling it over, turning it into an individual IRA. You need to figure out who the custodian of that 401k is, and you need to make certain you're getting them contacted to properly list the beneficiaries, who's going to receive those dollars when you pass. And I would say it goes even a step further. Do the due diligence. It's not difficult. It's very, very easy today to roll 401ks into individual IRAs, give yourself the control, reduce your expenses, reduce your taxes, and get those dollars working for you more personally, more closely to home. Put them into an IRA. This way, if you can consolidate your dollars together into one account, you don't have to worry about getting, you know, four different statements that you're trying to manage and keep track of, and you may not even know what it's invested in, and you don't know how it's invested, nor if it's a good way to invest. This is a perfect opportunity before the end of the year to begin to simplify your life. Now, here's another one, individual retirement accounts. These could be individual IRAs that I mentioned before, something that you rolled a 401k or a 403b or a 457 plan into. This is your own individual retirement account, IRA. You could have Roth accounts. Those are accounts that you also need to make certain your beneficiaries are up to date on. And then the last two, the last two might not even come to your mind, but they are so important to list beneficiaries on. The first is going to be pensions. If you have a pension, you're taking it for granted or potentially taking it for granted that that pension company has your beneficiary on file. What do I mean by that? Well, you need to make absolutely sure that if you have a pension that's coming to you or will be coming to you, that in the event of your death, it goes to the right person. This might be a spouse. This might be a significant other. Who knows who it is, but you need to make certain that you are listing properly the successor beneficiary of this pension. And then last but not least is your bank accounts. People fail to realize that you can list a beneficiary on a bank account. When you have a checking, when you have a savings, when you have a CD, those are all accounts that you can list and should list beneficiaries on. These can be 
P-O-D, which means pay on death, or T-O-D, transfer on death. You can work with that bank to list a beneficiary so that in the event of your death, that money is going directly to your loved one. There is no question. There is no if, ands, or buts. Now, we're wrapping up the first half of our program, so I'm going to throw this one in. We need to do a checkup on Social Security. Now, again, Ben, I don't know how old you are. You may not even be retired yet, and if not, this applies to you. If you haven't done so, you need to get with the Social Security Administration, and you need to absolutely get an online account created. It's simple. It's free. It's easy. Now, you need to go online and get that account created because you need to keep a working metrics of what your Social Security is going to produce for you if you're not retired. We know that Social Security is going to be a spoke in your wheel of retirement. We just don't know how much. For most people, that Social Security is going to create about 40% of their retirement income. And that's a pretty large percentage. So what we need to do is we need to make absolutely sure that we know exactly how much benefit is going to be provided by Social Security today if we were to retire today. But what if we're thinking about turning on retirement or retiring and say in two and a half years? Well, if we would go online and we would create the online account for Social Security, now we actually have a set of numbers. We can figure out exactly what the system's going to pay us. This way we can reduce out our taxes. We can subtract that out and we can figure out what our net income is going to be. You see, it's hard to know when enough is enough when it comes to you working if you don't know what your target is. So you need to identify how much income you're planning or wanting to have in retirement and then figure out what percentage Social Security is going to be able to make up of that number. If you wanted 6000 you know that Social Security is going to be producing, say, two. You know you've got a third of your income covered. You're going to need to figure out a way to create the other two-thirds that you need. So it is very important that we get engaged and that we figure out Social Security. I would also go as far as start educating yourself on Social Security. You know, I do monthly webinars on Social Security. I know that others do as well. There's face-to-face workshops in schools. Go to some of those webinars. Go to some of those face-to-face workshops and train yourself. Educate yourself. Start getting some calculations done on Social Security so you know between you and, say, a spouse, how much Social Security income you're going to be able to get when you retire. Well, that wraps up the first half, but stick tight. We'll be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Whether this is the new normal or the new right now, our economy has changed. So what does this mean for your retirement? To keep you up to date and informed, we've put together a series of webinar events. Because even though many things around us keep changing, your need for retirement income will remain constant. For the date and time of our next webinar event, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store 
located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome. Today, we're having a discussion based upon a question that was submitted to me through my website, johnsonwim.com. And this question was posed by Benjamin. And he said, Matthew, it's coming up to the end of the year. Is there anything I need to do to be ready for 2022? Well, again, I don't know much about Benjamin. He didn't tell me his age, whether he's working, whether he's retired. So I'm just kind of prioritizing, say, four or five different things that we need to, in general, depending upon how old you are and whether or not you're close to retirement or actually in retirement, these are things that can be beneficial. We talked about beneficiary designations, making certain you got your life insurance, your retirement accounts for work, your retirement accounts personally up to date with your beneficiaries. We also talked about pensions. We talked about online bank accounts and your local bank accounts, making certain you've got beneficiary designations for those accounts so that it God forbid, but if something happened to you, you're going to have that money flowing to whom you want it to go to. Keep it out of your estate. Keep it in the hands of the pockets of your loved ones. Number two, we covered Social Security. We need to be cognizant of just how much income Social Security is going to be providing for us, not only for ourselves, but also for our spouse. We need to be working with someone like myself who has sophisticated software that can do calculations for you so that you can understand what the best strategy, the best single, second best single strategy is going to be for you in Social Security. Why would I say the single best and the second best? Well, really because there is very rare where I run into a situation where things don't change. We can you know, kind of put our plans in pencil, but give God the big eraser. We know that things happen. And sometimes we choose to work a little longer. Sometimes we choose to retire a little early. But at least understanding and having a good understanding of what Social Security is going to provide you is very, very important as you come to the end of this year. Because who knows what next year holds? You may want to retire. And if you have the income necessary to do it, wouldn't it be nice to know what that income is? And wouldn't it be nice to know that the numbers align with your goal of retiring early? Number three, this is a big one. So we've talked a lot on this radio program about taxes, and I believe the taxes are going to be going up. I believe the taxes already are going up in some capacity. But we need to be cognizant of the fact that oftentimes as we kind of march through the accumulation stage of our life, we are predominantly saving pre-tax money. This is money that's never been taxed. And so as a result, it can end up in a scenario where we've retired And we start to identify what kind of money we have to work with in retirement. We realize, oops, I've got a tremendous or maybe even all of my retirement assets sitting in pre-tax accounts. These could be 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, that sort of thing. Now, is there anything necessarily wrong with that? No, not necessarily. But the reality here is that if we can identify before retiring that we're going to have a problem just having pre-tax money alone as the primary asset of creating income for ourselves in retirement, we have a golden opportunity to do something about it. Right now, we've got the lowest taxes we've had in 35 years, and I believe we need to really pay attention to whether or not a Roth contribution would be in our best interest, as well as a Roth conversion. Now, what's the difference? Well, a Roth contribution is just the way that it sounds. We are contributing out of our own pocket into the Roth. And we have to be mindful that there's some rules. 
Number one, you can add if you're 50 and over, which I assume most of you are, if you listen to this retirement show, you are in a situation where you can theoretically contribute up to $7,000 if you're over the age of 50 into your Roth IRA. Now, why do I say theoretically? Because you have to have earned income in order to make that happen. So if you're already retired and you don't have earned income, you cannot make a fresh dollar contribution into your Roth IRA. In addition to that, if you don't have income that exceeds, say, a particular dollar amount, let's say that you've got $5,000 of part-time income. Well, even though you're over the age of 50 and you could theoretically contribute 7000 the rule says that you can't contribute to a Roth beyond what you have for income. So it's whatever is going to be less, 7000 or your income. So in my example, you're only going to be able to contribute $5,000 to the Roth because you have $5,000 worth of income. But is there another way that I can squeeze money into my Roth? And the answer is absolutely yes. You can take money from a pre-tax account and roll that money into the tax-free Roth through that of a conversion. Now, we have to be very careful and mindful of the fact that this is a taxable event. So we have to be careful to realize what we have for current income today. And then we need to determine, okay, if I make a conversion, if I roll, say, $20,000 from my 401k into my Roth, or I roll $20,000 from a pre-tax IRA into a Roth, what kind of tax implications is that going to have? This is where I encourage my clients as their fiduciary to go to their accountant, their bookkeeper, their tax preparer, their CPA, and go in, you're paying them for a service, so use them. Go in and have them estimate for you what the consequences, the tax consequences are going to be if you convert certain dollar amounts. Ask them, okay, if I convert 10000 what's it going to cost me in taxes? What if I do 20000 What if I do 30000 What if I do 50000 And give them a range of Roth conversions so that you can identify how much additional tax you're going to end up having to pay if you do that conversion. Now, why is that important to you? Because in my mind, as a fiduciary, I really encourage my clients to make absolutely sure that they are paying for the taxes on that Roth conversion out of their own pocket. Don't pay the withholding out of the converted amount. You defeat the purpose of what you're trying to do. Let's say that you're theoretically in the 25% tax bracket for simple and easy math, and you decided to roll 20000 from your IRA to your Roth, but do the withholding out of the converted amount, you're only going to get $15,000 in that Roth. That defeats the purpose of what you're trying to do. You're trying to get as many dollars into that Roth as is possible. So make certain that you've got the cash on hand to be able to pay the taxes that you're going to create for yourself when you do the Roth conversion in April. Now, again, is there a limitation on what you can convert? Absolutely not. I've seen clients convert as little as $2,000. i have seen clients convert well over $100,000 in Roth. And guess what? It's going to be a taxable event, and it's going to potentially throw you into the next higher tax bracket. But there's a little bit of trick here. Make absolutely certain that you're paying attention, especially if you're self-employed, if you're a farmer, if you're a business owner, if you're an individual stockholder and you have some capital losses that you get to carry forward. Use those losses. Absolutely use them. They are golden. People don't pay attention to the losses that they may have through their business 
or through investing. And if you've got a loss, it gives you a perfect opportunity to be able to roll money from a pre-tax account to a tax-free Roth account and not pay taxes on it. It's a golden opportunity, so take advantage of it. Now, last but not least, for Benjamin. Benjamin, I hope you're paying attention. I want you to do an income checkup. We tend to get lazy, don't we, about our income. We tend to get in a rut. We put things on cruise control. So I don't care if you're retired. I don't care if you're still working. I think we need to make absolutely sure to understand it's not what we expect. It's what we inspect. We need to know where our dollars are going. Everybody's talking about inflation today. Well, guess what? Inflation is happening, but it's not happening all at the same time in the same areas at the same rate. We have seen gas go up. We've seen groceries go up, but that doesn't mean that everything has gone up by the same amount. So I encourage you to check your spending. Redo a budget for 2022 after looking at the budget for 2021. What's that you say? You don't do a budget? Well, let's get on that bandwagon. Let's get a budget put together. We all need a budget. I don't care how simple of a life we have. Budgets can save us tremendous amounts of money. They give us what I call optics. We get to see where our money is going. We get to see what is costing us, what we spend our money on. So we need to make absolutely sure that you're identifying for 2021 what you spent your money on, because chances are you're going to spend money on that same thing or likely in 2022. Now, number four, part two, is that we need to be checking your investments You need to be identifying, do you have any investments that have gone south, any investments that have suffered a loss? If you're working with an advisor or you're working with a custodian, are they doing their job? Are they really doing their job? Are they creating income for you? You see, all too often, we've got a lot of things that we can put our money into and they're not really designed or they're not really suitable for the stage of life that we're in. If I'm in a position where I'm in the accumulation stage of my life because I'm 50, I definitely want to be focusing on growth. I definitely want to be focusing on things that have the ability of compounding and things that will appreciate for me. However, if I'm within five years of retirement, I need to be checking and paying attention to my investments. I need to be finding out and doing what's necessary in order to start to transition my investments from growth, which have a lot of risk typically, to things that are now going to be income producing that have less risk. This is where second opinions come into play. This is where you take what you're doing today in your investment portfolio or whatever your current financial advisor is doing, and you get a second opinion. Maybe you'll find that everything that's happening today is just fine. Maybe you'll spot some potential red flags that need to be fixed. So you need to be checking on your investments. You need to be finding out whether or not they're going to be producing enough income. You know, just a moment ago when I was talking about Social Security, I said, let's say that you need $6,000 a month in income and you find out that Social Security is going to be producing two. Now, where does the other four come from? We need to be able to figure out whether or not the investments that we're making that we have put our money into are going to be able to produce that $4,000 of missing income that we want or that we need. And if they're not producing enough income, which is pretty common today, we've got a lot of stocks that are out there that are paying no dividends or they're paying just a very tepid one and a quarter, one and a half percent dividend. That's not enough. I believe that your income needs to be at least 4% from your 
investments, 4%, at a minimum 4%. Let me say it again, 4%. That is a safe withdrawal rate. And if your investments are not capable of producing 4%, then we need to check on it. Now, you might be looking at your portfolio and saying, yeah, well, I'm up 12%, so I'm good. No, that's appreciation. That's growth. That's not income. And you see, the reason we have to focus on the right thing is because that appreciation can very quickly become depreciation. So, Benjamin, I want you to do a checkup at the end of the year on your own investments. Make certain that they are appropriate for you. They're appropriate for your risk tolerance. They're appropriate for the stage of life that you're in. And most importantly, that they're producing at least 4% in interest and dividends so that you can have the retirement of your dreams. Well, that's a wrap. It was rapid fire, but I hope I was able to give you some things to check on before the end of the year so that 2022 can be the best year you've ever had. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com. And post your question to us, reach out to us, let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.